Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. Down more than a dollar since June. Will they keep falling? We'll talk about that with energy analyst Tom Close at 310. And Wall Street is getting hammered. The Dow is down 838 points. The Nasdaq is down 3.5%. WTOP News Time, 3 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by NHTSA. I'm Tom Foti in Washington. There's a lot of black in the 30-plus pages of the Trump estate search affidavit released by the Justice Department by court order on request of news organizations, including CBS News. But all the reductions notwithstanding, there is substance about material recovered earlier. Here's Scott McFarland. Inside those 15 boxes, according to this newly unsealed affidavit, there were 184 unique documents bearing classification markings, including 67 of them marked as confidential, 92 marked as secret, 25 marked as top secret. What's more, according to the affidavit, several of the documents contained what appeared to be the former president's handwritten notes. Turning to news of the economy, and there's a lot of it an hour before major financial markets close near the end of a big sell-off day. That in reaction to word about interest rates. Here's CBS's Jason Brooks. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell says more pain is coming to consumers and businesses as the Fed is forced to hike interest rates higher in order to bring down inflation, emphasizing the need to restore price stability in the economy. Powell acknowledged during the Fed's annual gathering in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, that higher rates will soften the labor market and slow economic growth. Wall Street was hit with sharp selling following Powell's speech, with investors bracing for a third straight 75 basis point rate hike in September. Against that background and... With just over 10 weeks to go before midterm elections, President Biden and his party are looking to capitalize on a series of recent policy wins, including the health care and climate change law, gun reform, and the new student loan forgiveness plan, which Republican lawmakers slammed Thursday. The White House Twitter Count went on the offensive, calling out Republicans like Marjorie Taylor Greene by name for criticizing student loan forgiveness, even after their own pandemic-era business loans, known as PPP, were forgiven by the government. White House correspondent Nancy Cordes oversees Ukrainian authorities start distributing iodine tablets to residents near that huge nuclear power plant in case of a radiation leak. And European Union nations are launching power-saving drives as they seek to slow soaring gas and electricity bills following the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Also in Britain now, there's a note that 80% increase in their annual household energy bills. And also in Britain, next Wednesday, marking 25 years since Princess, Princess Diana died, Prince Harry remembering his mom. I want it to be a day filled with memories of her incredible work and love for the way that she did it. He was 12 years old when his mother died. This is CBS News. Never miss a moment. Top news from WTOP 24-7, 365. Listen on air, on Alexa, and on the WTOP app. 303 on WTOP on this Friday, August 26, 2022. Got lots of sun. We've got lots of heat. We're at 91 in D.C. And good afternoon. I'm Sean Anderson. And I'm Mike Marillo. The top stories we're following for you this hour. 
This just into the WTOP newsroom. Faced with the possibility of turning away thousands of students on the first day of school next week, D.C. school officials are pushing back its timeline on vaccination requirements for students. Younger students grades pre-K through 5th grade have until October 11th, and older students grades 6 through 12 have until November 4th to get their regular vaccinations done or be asked not to come to school. All students now have until January 3rd to get a COVID vaccination. D.C. Deputy Mayor for Education Paul Kine. This is the best way we think we can ensure enforcement for the first time in years of our routine pediatric immunization, which is so critical to school health, uh, along with complying with uh, council legislation on COVID-19. About 28,000 D.C. students are not up to date on routine vaccinations. About 15% of students between 12 and 15 are not up to date with their COVID shots. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. 304, the life of a Capitol Heights girl ended violently, according to a just-released medical examiner's report. And now... Police have charged the five-year-old's parents. Praline Delanois died of blunt force trauma last week, according to the medical examiner. And Prince George's County Police say the preliminary investigation reveals the girl's injuries occurred while in the care and custody of her parents. The five-year-old stepmom is charged with child abuse, assault, and neglect. Ornelly Charles is 42. The girl's 44-year-old dad, Pradel Delanois, is charged with child abuse and neglect. Christy King, WTOP News. An overnight bomb threat at Howard University forced students in two residence halls to evacuate early today. It's the second threat at the school this week. The bomb threat came in just after 2.30 this morning and targeted Howard University's east and west towers on the main campus. D.C. police and the university's Department of Public Safety evacuated students and conducted a search before giving the all clear around 5.30. We are well positioned uh, to effectively address all threats. Now totaling eight so far this year. Marcus Lyles, the university's chief of police, says he's confident Howard is well-equipped to reinforce safety measures. It takes a village, and our community has come together. The university's president issued a statement today saying in part, quote, we require extra resources directed towards solving this ongoing threat and bringing those who perpetrate its negative effects to full justice under the law. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. Some students at American University in D.C. walked out of a convocation ceremony today. The group of first-year students joined in with union staff members who've been protesting low wages and an abusive work environment. They've been doing so since Monday. Washington Post reports they protested outside Bender Arena before walking to the office of AU President Sylvia Matthews Burwell. The union and the university resumed labor contract negotiations today. The main obstacle continues to be workers' pay. The union says it wants raises totaling 9% over two years and to ensure no full-time staffer makes less than 40000 a year. A spokesman for AU says the school is eager to reach a fair resolution with the staff union. Students in Maryland are having a tougher time in science. That's according to a new test scores. This spring, 5th and 8th graders took the science portion of the Maryland Comprehensive Assessment Program test. Only 30% of 5th graders scored proficient, down 10% from last year. 35% of 8th graders were proficient, down a point from last year. But Maryland School Superintendent Mohamed Chaudhary recommends not putting too much weight on the scores as they came while children were dealing with a COVID resurgence. He's looking toward the future. Kids are rebounding. Mm-hmm. I predict our results are going to show that. But really, spring 23's results is what I want you to look out for. Locally, 
kids in Prince George's County fell below the state average, while students in Frederick and Montgomery counties both scored above the state averages. Michelle Morello, WTOP News. Hey, stick with us here on WTOP. We've talked a lot when gas prices went through the roof. Now mm -hmm. they're starting to plummet. We'll check in with global energy expert Tom Closa. It's 307. At Truist, we care. We care about community and transforming lives and helping businesses grow. It's why I joined Truist this year to be a partner to emerging local businesses and companies inside and outside the Beltway to help our local business community work with the largest local employer, the federal government. And at Truist, supporting and growing local businesses is not an empty promise. It's work that I and my team have the privilege of doing every day. I'm Greg Wheelis, and I lead our government contractor banking business. When you